0: The Dragon Red is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know Armadillo poops have a surprise inside?
0: <laughs> is it more poop?
1: <laughs> You'll have to check it and see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For more Armadillo-related facts to check out our other podcasts and find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club.
1: Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Flake.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan.
2: And I'm Micah Sparkman.
1: And today we're covering the prologue of Crossroads of Twilight, book 10? Yes.
2: Of the Wheel of Time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He said confidently.
2: Uh, Previously, we finished Winter Shart, the ninthest book in the Wheel of Time series. That's a bad joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> Things ended on a high note. After having <clears throat> wrapped up his renegade Ashaman loose ends and made peace with Cad Swain in Far Matting, Rand set out to clean the Dark One's taint from side in because no one cleans a taint like Rand Thor. But it's such oh, a big man. taint that he needs the help of Nynaeve and the Choden Call, uh, and it sifts through Shadar Logoth. Um, it's kind of complicated. I don't know. I, I still don't entirely understand how that worked, but... Of course, every forsaken in Brandland has very strong opinions about this whole thing. So we get a sweet wizard battle. In the end, they succeed in cleansing Sidon and destroy Shatter logoth in the process because fuck that place. So with that, Indeed. I guess it's now safe to channel Sidon without rotting from the inside out. So that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, Good job, Rand. Yeah, I know, right? So just a quick recap of where everyone is now, I think. This was hard to do because some of the characters didn't show up in this book or something. But basically, Nynaeve and Land are chilling with Rand. After some dodgy rules lawyering, Egwene is now the wartime leader of the Little Tower, uh, or the the uh, Sedai rebels, and she's decided it's time to go with that assault on Tarvalon. Elaine is politicking hard to secure her queeniness, but keeps getting surprised by random stray armies. Matt's covert escape from Shan chan occupied Ebudar is about as far from covert as you would expect from Matt, uh, yeah, because he took by half the city. An- yeah, yeah, he's he's got like forty assorted characters, including but not limited to <laughs> Tom, Julian, the former Panarch, Egannen, Domon, three I said I three Soldom, Noel, Tuan, daughter of the Nine Moons, uh, oldest surviving daughter of the Empress, may she live forever, and her handmaid/slash bodyguard. So they've got a whole deal going there, um, right? Yeah,
1: and uh, d- don't forget Ulver and the Red Arms.
2: I I, I, s- I said not limited to. That's it's a long list. <laughs> 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 that was the abridged version. <laughs> Uh Fahil was kidnapped by Shido, and for some reason Perrin is trying to track her down. Uh, <laughs> though I think you should probably just Aww. let that one go. Um, oh man. <laughs> and Bella is still living her best horse life somewhere outside Tarvalon, as far as I'm concerned. Eating yeah. grass, you know, just chilling on the plains. She's fine. She's probably yeah. got foals and fillies and colts. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, I think I think Colts. Wait, is it's Colts? I think Colts is the gender neutral version, right?
1: Uh, I thought that was foals. I thought no, you're cults right. Was was dude baby horses and fillies was girly baby horses.
2: Okay, so it's she's got foals like colts and fillies. <laughs> right. Wait. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> all right.
1: Stay tuned for our next episode of What Are Animals' Babies Called? <laughs> 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 okay, so it is we are on to Crossroads of Twilight. Honestly, I did not think we would get this far into the series, but we were having such a good time that we we're going all the way through. So yeah. It is now time to judge this book the best way that there is to judge a book, that is by its cover. That's right. Uh, so I I really like these. Uh, is it Daryl Sweet? Is that the guy's name? Uh, you know, I can't remember, but that sounds right. Yes,
0: it was Daryl Sweet. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's I really it's it's fun to return to his style. I I really like that. At least all the books up to this point have had his same art on them.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I and. Uh, I think he, I think he does a solid job overall. Like we have uh, Matt with his iconic hat and spear. Although I have to say, his spear is not exactly how I imagined it. I, I was imagining something with a bigger, fancier blade. You know?
1: Yeah, and I think it's supposed to have a black haft.
2: Isn't the Isn't the blade supposed to have a bunch of writing on it?
1: Right, but you know, maybe he didn't get all the way into that. Printing technology wasn't that high res
2: back then. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point.
1: And you can see, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 people visible. Um, and about fifteen horses. And this is Matt's sneak out of town plan.
2: Yeah, well this it, it kind of trails off into this, and so I assume this is approximately a quarter of the people that are with him. Right. I mean this guy, like, everywhere he goes, he ends up leading an army. <laughs> that's right. He has this like snowball thing, right? That's that's kind of yeah. the deal. He can't uh he can't help but uh, collect like people i gotta say you know matt's supposed to be really good with horses but he's sure sure hauling back on that one pretty hard like the horse's face is like dude lighten up okay well he just saw us right he's looking <laughs> right at us <laughs> you know how matt always breaks the fourth wall yeah,
1: it's true It's like oh my god it's the readers i hope they're not doing something dumb like a podcast there is i, some... I learned about that from one of my memories i had a memory of being a great battle podcaster <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is one detail that i actually really appreciate uh what do you notice about matt's outfit um he's got lace uh cuffs yeah he's got those cuffs exactly the the frilly cuffs that he always like makes uh makes a stink oh, about yeah.
1: and we can't see his butt but i'm sure the that coat frames his butt
2: <laughs> yeah there's probably like a big like two circle like just for the two hams you know <laughs> yeah two circle cut out in his jacket
1: Right. All right. So here we go. Crossroads of Twilight, the prologue, glimmers of the pattern, icon of the wheel of time. So this is a, one of those sampler platter chapters where
2: we check in with all these people that we either have never heard of or don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, I was having a little bit of trouble with this. Like this is, this is like peak Robert Jordan, both in a good way and a bad way. Like, like if you look at this, just like this very first page, uh, there's some, like, really, like, there's some nice descriptive imagery. Like, he's, like, kind of, he's, like, doing it up here. But, like, I don't yeah. remember who this is at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we have not met this guy, although I think that he was mentioned once. Remember that one time when Lan was like, oh, you know, here's the top five best generals in the world. It's Davron Bashir and uh, Rodel the guy from Shinar. Itiraldi? And Rodel Iteralde. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he, he said, this name.
2: Okay, because uh, at first I was like, is this the guy who hired the band of the Red Hand to scare nobles into alliances? But that was not him. That was a no. different guy. With, I think that was another
1: This is R a new guy. This is like a general from Arad Domain. Yeah, 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 so
0: I had the Wheel of Time wiki and the WAP. WAP. Uh. <laughs> You mean the
2: wet ass pussy (laughs) compendium?
0: The WOT compendium open, but I would just like to point out in the prologue there are 51 characters, and there are an additional 68 characters that are referenced.
1: Wow! Yeah, this is like this is Chewy,
2: is what this is. Like
1: this is is really difficult to follow. I was struggling
2: for sure. I, to be fair, I think that we did th- – th- it's been a longer break than usual because, you know, we did our Harry Potter podcast and it was the longest of the Harry Potter books. And then because of the holidays, I think we lost – oh, no, it's because of the movies. We had two movies. So, like, it's this is the longest right. break we've had between Wheel of Time books. So Those movies were about 10 hours each. Approximately. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean – and and I do feel like parts of my brain were wiped away by watching them. Yeah. But like you said, Micah,
1: some of this description was really good. I. There are at least two scenes of people walking through military camps and just thinking about stuff, um, which, classic Robert <laughs> <Jordan>. <laughs> which is classic Robert Jordan. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so Rodel Itiralde uh, is uh, walking around thinking about stuff. He's meeting with the remnants of the various Ar- Domani lords and some Tarabiners who have fled from the Shanshan and they're hatching a plan. And he's got this problem that his king keeps sending him crazy orders. That don't make any sense. So that's and a forsaken, that's right? That's because of Grendel, right? Isn't that specifically oh, Grendel?
2: That's what I was trying to remember. I, I I knew it had to be a forsaken, but I couldn't remember which one is running shit in Arad Daman right now. So it's. It, right. I think you're right. I think it is Grendel. And
1: I think she's still operating under the orders from Book Five, Book Six, Lord of Chaos. Is this which no is- Book Seven, which was just be chaos all the time. <laughs>
2: it's in. Yeah, it's in the. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so yeah, uh, he meets with a bunch of them and he's he basically picked one order that he liked from the king and is like has been ignoring all the other orders, making sure they don't reach him. Yeah, because like this order is to to team up with all the other lords and stuff and strike at the Shanshan Shan in such a way as to lead them into a trap.
2: Yeah, and this this at this point a bunch of the Demani lords are dragon sworn, right? Like they they've they've gone over to essentially like Yeah Which is which is tricky because it doesn't necessarily mean they're they're working for Rand, it just means that they've cast off their bonds or something right
1: right but they they all hate the Shan, Shan, and apparently this guy's got a hell of a reputation they all call him the wolf that's super cool i wish <laughs> people would call me <laughs> the wolf. But we that sounds like a, a thing that people call themselves right yeah you're right alice he's probably gonna die because this book series gonna only have one wolf yes and and right now it's okay because perrin is the young wolf uh-huh. but like he's not gonna
2: be young forever right what yeah what happens if these two guys meet are they gonna have a wolf off yeah, they sniff each other's butts.
0: What if Elias <laughs> is there? It'll be a three-way oh, wolf shit. party.
2: I know, right? I got to be honest. Anyway. If it's a wolf off, then then this guy's not going to win. He is like he may call himself the wolf, but he doesn't. He doesn't uh, talk to wolves. He doesn't like. Yeah, what the, is it? Literally, literally, wolves come back up?
1: from the dead to talk to Perrin in his dreams. Yeah, come on,
2: come on. Uh, but it is interesting that the Shan have sort of served as a as a uniter here. Like these these are people who would normally be trying to kill each other, but essentially, you know, to, to his credit, like he, Rodel Iteralde is seems to have the, the, the good interest of Arad in his, in, in mind, right? Like he knows the yeah. king is not doing the right thing, but he's like, okay, if we do this right, I can fix this stuff. He's really, he's genuinely it's, trying.
1: It's, it's funny. I think Robert Jordan really likes generals because it seems like all the generals we've met, all the old ones anyway, like Gareth Bryan or Davron Bashir are these kind of Moral, like no nonsense, get things done, likable fellows. Yeah,
0: it's a good point.
2: I guess the one exception would be uh, was that Pedro Nial was was kind of a shithead, but of the White Cloaks, he was not. He was like the least yeah. shithead. He, was, hits, he right? was the best White Cloak.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I guess th- with the exception of Samael, although he was a crappy general, it <laughs> all said.
2: Yeah, he 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 was supposed to be a good general, but it, I, did we ever see him actually do something like particularly effective in his generaling? Yeah. Nope. So anyway, speaking of the
1: white cloaks, we cut to Aemon Valda, piece of shit, who is white cloak racist. Well, sorry, yeah, rapist, very bad uh, rapist racist. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is meeting with Asanawa, the creepy other white cloak, and they've got an evil plan. And they've 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 gathered up the remnants of the children of the light, the ones that didn't get fried by the Shanchan.
2: That's right. Yeah. So the the because at this point the the white cloak city in uh, where, where has fallen, right? Like the the Shanchan of yeah have taken uh, Amadisia including... Uh, is, it, is it Amador? What's the name of the town where the white Am- cloaks Am- Amador is the country. Amadisia is the, the city. Okay. So the white cloaks are, are essentially eradicated except for this floating army.
1: Right. Um, and actually, like, all of these sections here are just people hatching schemes and plans.
2: Kind of, yeah. In this case, like, it, it's funny because they're talking about how they they're going to try and tame or kill these Aes Sedai. And I just feel like that's not going to go super well for them, you know?
1: Yeah, no, they don't, they have no idea what they're dealing with. <laughs> like yeah. they, they just got fried by a bunch of channelers and they have no idea. Although there was an interesting bit in there where the, where Eamon Valda is, is talking about how like, you know, we've learned not to form up in, in squares and march on them because they'll just kill us all with their magic. Like we've adapted, which I don't think they really have, but that's very World War One ish or even uh, civil war-ish where, the old tactics of massed infantry formations just got obliterated by artillery and they had to adapt really quickly.
2: Mm-hmm. We've talked before how, about how the way that Robert Jordan describes these battles with the, the channelers is very, very uh, emblematic of those kinds of things because it's just yeah. like, like trench warfare can being, you know, bombarded. Yep.
1: So then we cut to Gabrielle, um, who is one of Loghain's captives, who is musing uh, while walking through a camp on her sexy romantic uh, slavery with Tovain.
2: yeah. So, so you know, like I know we have like Logan is this sexy boy heartthrob, but it—I it, I didn't realize that they were doing like a water bond, like a forced water bond before. Like that makes me a little bit less cool with it.
0: It is a little <laughs> squeamish. Also, I was really surprised that there's such a thing as a sexy brown nausea.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, he she just needed the right. Man, to, to to pull her out pull, of her
0: bookish, pull off her librarian's glasses and let her hair loose. You
2: he right, right, let her hair down, and yeah. he's like, "But you were beautiful, <laughs> but you had a ponytail. I don't understand." <laughs> yeah,
0: but and was was she Domani though, or is she Domani?
1: I think she is Domani. Okay, um, but she was like not a sexy Domani. Mm. She's sort of a bookie Domani. Yeah, but, but she <laughs> is definitely having sex with Loghain for yeah. tactical purposes. Yeah, like
2: and, and in. To be fair, that is a very brown thing to do is, like, be very clinical about it. Be like, oh, the way to get him to give me information is to fuck him. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh-ho. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does not appear to be working at all. It seems like logan is
1: completely on her.
0: Yeah, he totally um, has the upper hand with both of them.
1: Yeah, she also makes it clear that when they... I think this is what was happening, is that the orgasms are super intense when you have one of these water bonds.
2: Yeah, because there's like a feedback loop, essentially, because they can feel each other's feelings while they're right. feeling. So it's like a orgasm <laughs> exponential burst thing. Right. I don't know.
1: And so uh, this definitely does seem to be like intended to be romantic, but then again, she's a slave.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Uh, anyway, so... What she's figuring out is that Loghain is basically maneuvering for power against Tame in some way. There's yeah. factions in the Black Tower.
2: Yeah. Uh it's it's it seems kind of chaotic. And I, and I, again I'm I'm it's been a little bit, but at this point, Loghain is kind of like the good guys and um what's his name? Fuck. Tame, Tame. Yeah, and Mazum Tame is the bad guys, essentially, right? Like he's yeah, that, he's that, kind of turning his round.
1: Yeah, I think Loghain is the one that isn't turning against Rand. Yeah. So then we cut to Yukiri, who is one of those uh, Black Aja Hunter Aes Sedai in the White Tower. Okay. Not one of the original two that we like, but like a different one.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad they're still at it, you know, kind of picking away these Black Aja threads. But I liked it a lot better when it was just our, our two, like, scrappy, you know, uh, Aes Sedai Black Aja Hunters, yeah. you know? I like that
1: too. Uh, so she's stressing out, uh, walking through a tower, not a military camp and thinking about how stressed she is about the divided tower, which is divided in a bunch of different ways. They're hunting black Aja's so they have not made very much progress.
2: Yeah. The white tower politics are seriously interfering with what they're trying to do because no one's talking to each other right now. Like right. The, just the very idea of meeting with someone from an, another Aja is so, uh, unusual that, that they they essentially can't like share information.
1: Yeah, which is all because of what Alviaren is doing,
2: right? Which is, mm-hmm. I think, part of the chaos plan of just sort of jam everything up. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Alviaren is under the control of another Misana. Forsaken. Masana. yeah. That's right. And uh, Masana, do,
0: do we know who Masana is in the tower? We know she's disguised herself as someone in the tower. Right? Yeah,
1: we, I don't think it's been clear exactly who, but it, I think it's somebody with a bronze hem skirt.
0: Okay. So probably one of the browns.
1: Yeah, possibly not Yukiri or <laughs>
0: no, yukiri's yeah, no, Yukiri is gray, gray. I think you know,
1: you're right, you're right,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Essentially, like whenever they meet, she's doing some like blurry trick, right? Like that, I think that they can't yeah. see her, yeah,
0: yeah. So it's funny, this,
1: this chapter really makes the Aes seem kind of jumpy and excitable and not calm and not serene at all. And I wonder. Has the description of the Aes Sedai just changed that much in these books from Moraine being this imperturbable, like, uber-competent, calm person to now the Aes Sedai are these bunch of backbiters that don't seem to really know what's going
2: on around them and are constantly at each other's throats? Or is this just how the Aes Sedai see each other? So so I think to I think that's part of it. So if I remember correctly, we never we almost never had chapters from moraine's perspective. We're always seeing Aes Sedai from the outside. So mm. it could be that there's this like duality between like what's like the, the turmoil on, on the inside and like their cool exterior. So that's part of it. But I also think that Moraine was exceptional among the Aes Sedai for her ability to like keep her cool. We we we've heard I Sedai talk about like how some of them are how it is the goal of every Aes Sedai to not be expressive and not react to things but some are better at it than others.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just interesting because the Aes Sedai used to be, I don't know, mysterious and all knowing, but now they're just kind of annoying. I think they almost they seem less mature than some of
2: the other characters. It could also be the the influence of the changes in the White Tower that that nobody feels confident or comfortable anymore. So everyone's kind of like yeah. in a mess. Maybe that's it.
1: So anyway, she meets with Sian, who is one of the, our original two buddies, and Sian is spending her time investigating the other mysterious conspiracy theory, which seems to be that the heads of the Ajahs have conspired to pack the the what do they call it the the tower the hall of the tower with sitters, which well, very I, I constantly sitters. get yeah I constantly get confused between Ajah heads and sitters, yeah which are yeah. two different things.
2: Yeah, and I, I I and I by the way, I actually dig this a lot because they they were talking about all these like aja like I I procedures, which was fiddly, but like for whatever reason I really love that shit because oh, yeah. they have they all have these different hierarchies. So every Aja has a secret head. The head of the of each Aja is a secret. Nobody's supposed <laughs> yeah. to know who they are outside of the Aja. And they all have special names. For example, I think they said the Browns were like the head clerk or something like that, you know? So they all have like kind of funny uh, I think the Greens they said it was like Commander general or something like yeah. that of the so, so they all have like kind of funny internal secret names and secret procedures. But the the yeah, sitters I bet the also, red Aja one is the the castrator supreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. So on top of that, they have the sitters, which are the representatives of each Aja in the in the like the, the hall. And those are not secret, but the selection process varies between different Ajas, And that was what tipped Cien off, is based on her her learnings of how those things worked—they weren't followed, and she's like, "Okay, something's happening with these sitters." Right. So. Yeah, and we still don't really know what that is. Mm-mm. We don't, and I, I, that's what I was going to ask. Do we know why this is? I don't think we do. I think we've yeah. had a chapter about this, but it it might have been like
1: I think a somebody part else a... noticed that that a bunch of the sitters were y- no, this was they, never mind. This was in Saladar. They noticed yeah, yeah.
2: that all the sitters were really young. That's yeah. That's that's a different thing. But I do think I think I think we've seen something from a head's perspective he who is talking about selecting sitters and i don't remember anything about it
1: yeah okay so we have no idea but hey the mystery squad and the white tower they're they're our favorite uh non-rebellious aes Sedai but i uh,
0: are they anymore
2: though oh uh, you don't think they are uh i mean well i don't know
0: pretty, they've gone pretty far off the reservation
2: yeah, I I, I want to, we'll wait and see. You know, I, I want to give them a chance. Uh, we they have, have done you know, a little bit of enslaving. Yeah. A, a bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I got to say, this is another one of those sections where I was having a lot of trouble keeping up with who all these, because they, they introduced, like, a dozen Aes Sedai in this section of this chapter, and I was like, I don't remember any of these people.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I, I wish you would at least tell us, what color their hair is and what color their dresses are, so I could keep them separately. You know? Oh, thank God! Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, Beldine, who was wearing a blue dress, still went down the hallway. Okay, okay cool. That <laughs> <It> helps. <laughs> so we cut to Gawyn, who is camped with the Younglings outside Tarvalon, and apparently they won't let him in Tarvalon, which makes him sad because because he's loyal to Tarvalon, and he really misses Egwene, which makes him really sad. Um, you mean he's that dude, over he this once shit, met right? that one time? Yeah. I, I know, right? I don't think they even like bonked it, right? Didn't they you just like only, sit on a lap
0: or something? Only until a ran Riot or some stupid shit like that. Oh
1: yeah. In yeah, yeah, dreams.
2: Yeah. They dream fucked. But and and they, they definitely did a lot of like making out. There was some making out, but like only stuff only only over the closed stuff.
1: I mean, yeah, like come on, <laughs> Gawain. There's there's plenty of fish in the sea.
0: Yes.
2: I he, I feel like Gawain is kinda of over the whole uh White Tower Tarvalon thing at this point.
1: Right, but he he still makes these bizarre connections of logic to assume that he has to keep working for the White Tower in order to protect Elaine and Egwene somehow. Yeah, yeah. he's
2: going to... And he he doesn't know the fact that Egwene is leading this army outside of, or, you know...
0: yeah, even army. that and they've th- been raised, he still thinks they're accepted. Exactly,
1: yeah, he doesn't know anything. Mm-mm. And I really hope when he finds out, he's just going to be like, oh, well, I feel silly, now I'm on your side. I kinda of think that's not gonna what's gonna happen. I
2: hope I hope that's what happens because that would be the right thing for him to do. He should have done this already. He should not be following Elida anymore. Yeah. She's clearly I mean, shooting all he over should, his people. He dude, should right? just be
1: like, Well, I work for Elaine, you know, that's what I was born to do, so there's no drama here. Chapter over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's let's cross our fingers and hope that's where where it goes.
1: Yeah. But he gets a mysterious order from Elida, which we do not figure out what it is. Um and then we cut to Davram Bashir, who is observing the army besieging Camelin which is a strange Andoran alliance in favor of a minor lady
2: to put her on the throne. Yeah. what This is like a mess, right? Like, like we know that there's a bunch of Andoran usurpers, but now they're following... Well, like you said, it, it, would, it would be like if a wolfhound and a bunch of wolves were following a lapdog, I think is, what, is the right. analogy provided, which and is... So I
1: don't think we know anything about what's going on here. I was uh, very yeah,
0: confused.
2: I, when
1: last yeah, we
0: heard from so we
2: didn't even know who these people were, right? These are effectively randos. Right, these are just other Andorans that sh- that got an army together and decided to besiege Camelin.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: and and Elaine can't accept help from Davran Bashir because getting Outlanders to help would be a bad look. You know, I get that, but I have to say, despite that, if her enemies are all dead, well, the problem is still kind of solved, right? E- exactly, right.
1: You can look bad if you're the only person sitting on the throne.
2: Yeah. So either way, Davron Bashir is under orders not to intervene. Right. Even though this army appears to suck. Yeah, it's funny because Devran Bashir is like watching everything, like, all right, I know I'm not going to fight him, but if I was, this is how I'd do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's cool. Um, Let's see. Um, So then uh, his wife has
0: almost been assassinated. Yeah. Yeah. That's random. Uh, And
1: she.
2: (laughs) Well, they attempted to. She came in
1: on. She came in on two guys, like, ransacking his tent and engaged in a knife fight with them. Yeah. And is mostly upset that they got away.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she knifed one of them and, like, hit the other one with a chair or something like that and they ran off.
1: Yeah. And she's like, well, go look for them. You'll know them because one of them's got a broken head and the other one's bleeding. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they're like, sure enough, we found them based on her description of the guy with the broken head and the guy who's bleeding. But apparently somebody skilled, somebody killed them. With single stabs to the base of their skull, yeah. yeah. Do we know what that is? That's not a golem, That's not Golom, is it? I yeah. I could only think like Golom or maybe draw of some kind, or a gray it's a very man. Very specific.
1: Could be a gray man. Yeah. But then why wouldn't they just send the gray man in to, to do the deed?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So although I, I, maybe I, they did, and she just didn't notice them. There were like five <laughs> other people there. She, she accidentally hit them with a chair when she was hitting the other guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, da- Bashir is hatching some kind of scheme uh, with his guys, which we don't know what
2: it is. It's probably not the same scheme that he's working on with Rand all the time, because they did that, right? I don't know. I don't remember. I know there was a thing with like uh, marking stones and teleportation, right? Was that what it was? was that the scheme? Yeah, did but they, they do but They did
1: that. They did that. They okay. made the
2: gates and they rode through them. That was the scheme right? was to teleport it in an attack. Is that was that the scheme?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, that that's right. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I think that's what he does every time, right?
1: Yeah, also known as the Rand special. Yeah. So then we cut to Samitsu Sadai,
2: who Rand is sort of left in charge of Kyrian. Well, Cat Swain has left in charge of... Oh, you're
1: right. Cat Swain left her in charge because yeah, yeah. Rand left O'Brien in charge. Right. And Samitsu is having one of the annoying Aes Sedai power struggles with Sachel. Oh, God. Who this is...
2: is so, so eye-rolly.
1: Who is a... I like... I, I, she has so much history that I can't believe i have never heard of her before because she she's a red Aja who yeah. got stilled by Rand when he broke out and got yes. a princess to the Wise Ones and then got healed by Dahmer Flynn and now works for, is sort of half-Ive-Sedai, half-Wise One. But she also swore to
2: obey Rand. Yes, and she might have been a Black Aja because some of those were Black Aja before and not, aren't anymore. And I think- well, She was also she was also mind-controlled into swearing to Rand. Exa- yeah, exactly. By Viren. Viren. Yeah, Viren went and like warped a bunch of people's minds. So there might be some Black Aja who are now Cause, sworn to Rand.
1: Because I was thinking like, don't trust her because she, she's been stilled so she can lie now,
2: right? Right.
1: But she's been mind-controlled by Viren so you can trust her.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's been mind-controlled into swearing the oath to follow Rand, which he- Oh, wait, no, that- No, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. But either way, she's a red Aja who follows Rand, which, uh, and very confusing. Right. I have to say that by contrast in everything else in this chapter, things in Kyrian are actually pretty like chill, which is surprising. Yeah. And I guess they deserve a little bit of a break after the garbage fire they've been riding since their King got off. Right.
1: Exactly. It's been pretty terrible since like, that dude killed Tom Merlin's
2: girlfriend and destroyed their entire oh country. My God. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> Tom Merlin um, was like, shouldn't have killed my girlfriend. And then he, <laughs> then he destroyed Kyrian. That's right. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, that was
1: in book two. Oh, shoot.
2: That was a long time ago. Yeah. It was It was so, shortly after Tom Merlin was supposed to be quote unquote dead after that mirror draw fight, but wasn't. Right. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, didn't the other king get killed by a mirror draw or something like that? No, that well, it was he wasn't the
1: king, he was that that lord that was like the second most powerful lord, but he was also a dark friend. Okay.
2: That ran stuck into his party that one time. That's right. And that's why he died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any okay, anyway, so,
2: kyrene has been having a rough time. Uh but the right, yeah. but now it's actually okay, sort of.
1: Yeah, and it's only been a little while since Rand blew up the palace and disappeared. Yeah. Because we went back in time, remember. That's right. And then um, Loyal and Carlden return from their mysterious mission that Rand gave them. Yeah, and Loyal is incognito, which is uh, which Right, is funny. which is, it was pretty funny to see him try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: didn't work at all. No. So th- th- just to remind me, because we haven't heard from Loyal in a very long time, Rand tasked them with sealing the ways, right?
0: Yes. Oh,
2: right, 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 right. Okay, and so they said, like, we were basically partially successful. Yeah, because I think, I think it's – the uh, he sent him with an Ashaman because the Ashaman is teleporting him around to the different waygates.
1: Right, right. I them. had forgotten about that. And so that's
2: what he's got in the bag then is probably the, the keys. The stones, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, okay.
2: Which is interesting because like at this point, uh, let's be honest, does anyone even care about the waygates anymore now that everyone can travel capital T? Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, well, I, I know, do. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why would you ride the bus when you've got private helicopters?
2: You, you, sorry, the bus that is that is also occupied by a, like an eldritch horror, right? Sure, like,
1: it's not that bad. Like one in four or five times, a, an ancient eldritch horror drives you insane and tears, makes you tear your own skin off or something.
2: Right, right, right. Or you could teleport. But,
1: but four out of five times, you get there real quick. I mean, it's basically
0: just like Amtrak, right?
1: Yeah, it's basically the same thing. So, so yeah. Anyway. Uh, They're back.
2: They did their mission. They're sad that Rand's not there. And then there is an attempt on Dobrain's life. Yeah, which is a real bummer because I actually I think I like Dobrain. I think I remember liking (laughs) Dobrain.
1: He seems like a stand-up dude.
2: Yeah, he he's he's the guy that doesn't like
1: screw with anybody. It just does what he says he's going to do,
2: which I appreciate in this series of books because a lot of people are all fucking around, you know. He's like, no, I'm just trying to get shit done. Thank you.
1: Right, and he almost dies, but Samitsu is able to heal him just barely from the brink of death because she's the best healer
2: around. Well, except for Domer Flynn.
1: Yeah. Right,
2: yes. And, and I guess right? Nynaeve, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know if she's... See, there's this whole bit where Samitsu is thinking about how much subtlety and gentleness she needs <laughs> to like coax this tiny flame of life back to health. Right. And I don't know if Nynaeve can do that.
2: That's a good point. Uh, i don't know if she can she can't go halfway right she's like full bore all the time yeah i think you're right because they they, i think they they, uh uh, samitsu talks about uh how she has to there's a a second talent until there's healing and there's like relegating the healing because for most sisters it takes a lot of practice to not just like blast it on right yeah but she's always been able to do that which is unusual
1: she also mentions that one of the things Flynn can do that she can't is heal just one wound or just one thing. Yes. And she, she says, says that when she
2: does it she has to heal everything. Because he heals with all five uh elements or whatever is right. is why he can Which do that. Which is kind of what Nynaeve does, right? That's why I was wondering cuz yeah, yeah, it's exactly what Nynaeve or you know, one of the things that Nynaeve can do. But I don't I, I don't know how how much nuance she has. So it's it's just more of a curiosity. So it turns out the two dudes that were trying to gank Dobrain were after the things that Rand had left with Dobrain. Okay, I don't things. actually remember what that is. Do you remember what that is? It's isn't it the remote controls? Is it because uh, I I couldn't remember if he had the remote controls or if someone else had them? No, uh, wait. Because no, I know that wait. he ends up with them, but no, he
1: but he goes with them after. Wait, no, this is after he blows up. You're
2: right. Crap, I can't remember if he comes back for them or not. No, because he sends he sends. Um, he sends was it Nashima? He sends one of his Ashaman to go get the remote control, right?
1: Right. So that's so maybe this is before that happened, and these people were trying to get the remote controls.
2: Yeah, and I guess they weren't successful. I, I don't know. I've completely forgotten. <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping track, and it doesn't help that this chapter is again gone back in time. Anyway, it's it's probably some magic stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, but then they get some news in Kyrian that Loghain has arrived with a group of Aes Sedai,
2: which I assume are his sexy slaves. Yes, I think you're right, though we don't know why. Because uh, we, when we left Loghain earlier in this chapter, he was about to do something, right? Like he was about to do some plan or he had some idea. Right, or, yeah. But we didn't know what. And now he's here. So something happened. Right, yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I got to say, and this prologue it? had me scrambling. I don't remember half of these characters' threads, half of these plot lines. I am, like, I'm actually pretty overwhelmed with all the things that are going on right now. Yeah, that's and it's great.
1: only been a couple months, right? Since we read the previous book.
2: Yeah, well, and, and, and to be fair, this is the prologue, so the prologue is always kind of like this. I I think this might be uh more extreme than the prologues typically are, but I think all, Robert Jordan's prologues are always we, kind of a, a... It's only
1: the recent story. prologues. Remember, there was a prologue where, like, the man called Bors went to the, the Dark Friend Social. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When something that, actually
0: happened. He, now it's just a little mess of vignettes.
1: Yeah. yeah, of people that, like, I I don't even remember who were in the vignettes of the last book. Did they ever show up again? Like, Savannah was there. Did she ever oh. show up again? Yeah, you well, know, she's the did. one who yeah. kidnapped Fayil, right? Yeah, you're right. She did. Well, I, I don't can tell who you. Was in well, that book
0: while i was looking up all these various characters in the what not the WAP compendium <laughs> uh-huh. um you can see what chapters that they're in within the book and almost everybody i looked up was only in the prologue of um whatever the fuck book it is we're reading right now crossroads of twilight
1: crossroads of twilight yeah we never hear from yeah. them again yeah so i guess it i mean it's not like it's badly written it's just sort of it's so much it's so much and there's no not a lot of actual action
2: there yeah it's, it's also worth thing noting, the action is them finding the Dobrain being dead. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's also worth noting that this prologue is a hundred pages. And eight. if you're talking about a a seven hundred what eight hundred page book, that's a big part of that book, is just the prologue.
1: Yeah. But uh still it's a it's a setup. So we're about to get into the action. Next chapter. Yeah. And that's it.
0: All right. So we got some mail and Elizabeth was asking us if we've been following the show news at all, if we've seen the various pictures and Q and A's and teasers. Uh, and her second question is, what scenes from the books are you most excited to see on screen?
2: So I think, I, I mean, I I haven't actually, because of everything that's going on right now, I, I kind of assume the show is temporarily on hold in development. The last thing I heard was that the uh, the showrunner is like editing the first season essentially, which means that it's mostly done shooting, right? Oh, that's the wow. last thing I heard.
1: That's further than I thought. I haven't been paying attention because I, I feel like I got burned on that that one pilot episode. That was my
0: bad <laughs> with Billy Zane.
2: Yeah, sadly, as Ishmael. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that. We should go back and watch that sometime.
0: I've been yeah, keeping uh, up with the casting. I've been I've been surprised. I've been pleased by it. It hasn't been exactly what I thought it would be, but I I've been enjoying that. But I haven't been really keeping up with anything else about it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm 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 very excited about it. I am concerned because I feel like with series like this, uh, it's like a fifty fifty coin flip whether they're going to go something like Game of Thrones, where they're like true to the spirit and go like really interesting with it, or Uh, they turn it into like the the jokey was it Hercules, Xena Warrior Princess kind of like serialized episodic thing, and it has nothing to do with the books. So I I don't know which one of those two things they're gonna do with this, and I so I'm I'm trying to like temper my enthusiasm, but I am very interested in the show for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I like that they've chosen a really young diverse cast.
2: For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the casting is like pretty, it's pretty clear to me that they're, they're like open to like any person for any role, which I think, which I love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'm really excited to see what they, what they do decide to do with it. Yeah. So as, as for scenes that I'd like to see, uh, probably my favorite scene in the, all
1: the books that I've read so far is the scene where Matt at the battle at Kyrian is trying to escape and he keeps like accidentally leading people into battle and being successful and eventually has like thousands of people following him and becomes the decisive force and kills the enemy general himself personally <laughs> and the that, whole time all he's thinking
2: is okay i'm just going to get through this and then i'm going to escape mm-hmm. isn't that how the band of the red hand was formed in the first place yeah it is that's where all those guys came from <laughs> <laughs> they've been following him ever since
1: and he's just like this guy it's like this guy loves battle everywhere he goes it's battle let's keep following him
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps winning i don't know he just keeps winning <laughs> yeah
0: I'm excited to see the fall of the of the White Tower. And I'm also really looking forward to seeing their set, if they do create one, for Shatter Logoth.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 That's a really cool one. It I, was
0: I'm, really I'm, cool. And it's such a – the creepiest scenes come out of there. So I hope that they create it and do something cool with it.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I think that there's a lot of potential for that. Uh, and in that same vein, I'm actually really – i'm i'm hopeful and, and interested in seeing how they do the ways when they when they travel in the ways like these these disembodied islands with like that are acid eaten with mash and shin floating around and I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that they do something fun with that but you know it's hard to say
0: mm-hmm.
2: right. depends on how they take the show
0: i hope they get Andy circus to voice the ways
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah he'd,
1: he'd be great yeah yeah, yeah.
0: mm
2: hmm
1: Let's I see mean, what else? really,
0: more than anything else, I'm just looking forward to all those scenes from The Eye of the World and The Great Hunt when Matt and Rand are traveling together.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the
0: super yeah. long. I hope that then, there are multiple episodes that are just that.
1: I, I like the bit where they stayed at that inn, uh, and then they uh, then they left and they walked down the road and they stayed at
2: another inn. Yeah, that was. Wait, really is that good. before? Was that before? <laughs> after they rode the wagon with that one guy who decided to not go to war or something, right? Or, or no, <laughs> no, he was leaving his family to go to war or something. He was like an old guy, a farmer, maybe?
1: Uh, I, I think that may have been before and after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, they'll, they'll probably have to split that into two seasons, by the way, those scenes.
2: You, you, that's true. But you know, actually, like kidding aside, something else I'm excited about is the green man. Uh I'm really, I'm actually excited about them going through the the blight and meeting the the green man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That'll be pretty cool too. That scene right at the right
1: after they meet the Green Man where they face the Forsaken for the first time and it's like and they just like SWAT Lan away and like and also Nynaeve and it's just like incredibly scary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I agreed.
0: Oh, you know it's gonna be super cool to see too when um the when Nynaeve is it happened God, was it Winter's Heart or Path of Daggers when Nynaeve finally lost her block?
1: Oh yeah, when when the she drowned?
0: Yeah, she drowned. Like I would really love to see how that's done when they're fragging with like the the bale fire and everything, and the ship like is cut in half, but it's not cut in half, and like that, I I'd like to see that. I think that'd be super cool.
2: But yeah, that would be awesome. To be fair, that will require them to have a ninth season of the show, and well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we, we can only hope. Yeah, yeah
0: we'll see but how I, it goes.
2: I think we'll know pretty early on what what direction they're taking the show. And I think either way, it'll be really entertaining to talk about. So I think it's likely that we're going to talk about it on this podcast yeah. one way or the other. It might Absolutely. be good, it might be bad. Mm-hmm. But okay. we are excited about it.
1: So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to talk about chapters one through four of Crossroads of Twilight. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan, that's at Alice M Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram.
2: I am Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any
1: comments or questions or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at the dragonreread.com.
0: We love hearing from you.
1: If you ask us a question, we might answer it on the air. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Club, And you can also check out our other podcasts there. Please like us in real life.
2: We're just so likable.
1: Until next time. The, the light, light illumine you. you.